Hey guys, welcome to The Green Room with Neil Griffiths on the Handshake Media Network. We are in a very weird location today. I don't think I've ever done this before. We are in a conference room at Young Henry's in Sydney, and I'm joined by Murph of, you'll know him from the Wombats, but he is here in Australia for Love, Fame, Tragedy. Welcome to the show, sir. Thanks for having me. Um, this is a very weird experience for us both, I imagine. Um, I've never done a podcast in a beer breweries conference room. <laughs> I didn't know beer breweries had conference rooms. What's there to discuss? Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> what, I mean, uh, maybe there's certain partnerships they need to sort out. I don't know. Um, they gave us but, beer, though, so that's fun. Yeah. Well, I'm having a cider. I'm a sock, but... But the, um, the smell is quite nice of the hops. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's I very real. I hops, but... Yeah. yeah. Um, but, dude, welcome back to the country. Thank you. Um, so it's, like, what, Tuesday afternoon? You've, yeah. You've played yours and ours festival on the weekend. Yeah. You'll be playing Sydney tonight, but by the time this comes out... Sydney will be done, so congratulations, you nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, how was yours and ours? Um, it was... It was awesome, actually. Um, it was a bit of a freaky little drive on the way there. Um, everyone was tired and a little bit nauseous. Um, but then when we got there, it was, we had so much fun and kind of seeing the crowds... You know, it was my first festival as Love, Flame, Tragedy, so seeing people... You know, singing the words back at you and reacting as well as they did was um, was great. Mm. I mean, we have to start with that because you did an interview with themusic.com.au actually and one of the first things you said was like, usually you hate when bands you love or members from bands you love do solo projects. Um, yeah. <laughs> so like, what, what, how did this start then? What made you go, you know what, I'm going to do my own thing for a little bit? It just felt like... Now was the time, if I was ever going to try something like this, then, um, you know, I had to do it now, really. And, um, you know, things are great with the Wombats, but I just felt like, you know, I've been doing it for so long. It was about time to at least try something different, if not for sake of change, um, you know, just because, I don't know, I didn't feel like I was in a rut, but I wasn't like, I wasn't exactly like, you know, well, okay, we'll, we'll just do another, we'll just do the fifth album and tour the world for two years. Mm. And um, then have six months off and then we'll just do another and just keep doing that till we die or we can't do it anymore. Um, yeah. So I, I definitely wanted to try and do something different and something that was a bit more collaborative and a good excuse to kind of hang out with my mates in a studio, really. Mm. Is, it, is it a bittersweet thing when you talk about that? Like the Womats are obviously very successful, what you guys do and what you just mentioned, you know, you, you make an album, you tour for two years, you do it again. Is there a certain freedom you get when you do something like a side project where it's kind of you're now running on your time, not you have to consider your band members or the team behind that band. Yeah, a little bit. Although you've still got to kind of get out and do the hard work and do the gigs and mm. do all that stuff. Um, it, is, it is definitely a bit more... Um, it's definitely more freeing and it's quicker as well. It's like, you know, you don't have to take, in, take account the other people that you're in the band with and you don't have to, you know... Sometimes it takes, you know... 10 emails to get one thing done that I can do without any emails. Mm. Um, so less emails is why you did less this. Less emails, yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate emails. Um, but yeah, and also kind of, you know, the way that the music industry is going now, I just wanted to have a project where I could really do what I wanted in terms of releasing and, you know, releasing a song every month or doing an EP or... You know, I, I'm I, I'm trying really not to frame this 
like album as an album it's just the constant flow of music with um friends and interesting collaborators on it you mentioned where the music industry is going where do you see it going uh well i don't know if i'm the um, i mean um I think I think it's already gone to where it's going to go at this point in time, um, and it's up to everyone else to kind of catch up with it. Mm. I mean, surely it just has to get more, you know, mouth to table kind of things coming out yeah. when and whenever they want to, and probably less kind of input from labels into a lot of things. I mean, that seems how it's going to go, and I think, you know slowing down um artists or kind of creatives like it's weird like writing a song getting really obsessed with it thinking this is going to be amazing and then it comes out in like literally two years which mm. is something that's um happened to me before and i think it's you want to try and get it out when that buzz is around it like almost energetically i don't know is it a case like when, say, that if you're sitting on this song for a year or so, is it a case of you're over that song by the time it's come out or because there's been so much, I guess, fuss carrying on with that song, by the time it's delivered, it might not be as exciting as it was when you first wrote it? Um, well, both, yeah. yeah. But mainly the fuss. <clears throat> the fuss kind of strips back all the good bits that you loved about it. And I kind of, I guess I do feel that if I'm truly excited about something, then that is going to transfer over to the listener as well. Mm. And if I'm actually maybe only 50% as excited as I used to be, then they're going to be 75% as excited yeah. as they should be. Because some of the interviews I read before this, a, a lot of the times you mentioned that it, it was great with Love, Fame, Tragedy to be able to, to write a song and go, great, let's record it, let's do it now. And then yeah. it's done. And you've written, what, 20 songs? Uh, 33. Shit. Yeah. Okay, so we've already released the first EP, which is a month old-ish. Yeah, it's like two weeks, maybe three weeks. 13 September, right? Oh, this is Tess, by the way. Tess is... Welcome uh, to the podcast, Tess. Hello. How are you? <laughs> 27. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So do you, I mean, do you have, what, four more EPs lined up already if you wanted to? Uh, and then I think it's going to be, um, the second EP is going to have five songs on it. Mm. And then, uh, well, or like four and a half. One of them is like one minute and eight seconds long. Mm. Um, and then, and then record some more and I guess bundle it all into an album or something. Or maybe there'll be three EPs and... It depends if more songs come or well, I've, I've got no idea what That's I'm doing. That's kind of the fun of doing this, right? You yeah. can kind of wing it as you go along. Yeah. Um, some of the bands that I've had on this podcast before, and a lot of them have done their side projects, um, they talk about when they do their side project, it's a very different feeling to what you're doing with a band because obviously you're by yourself. But in this way, like I said, the Wombats, I think last time I saw you guys would have been Splendor last year. Yeah. In front of what? 30,000 people? Something yeah. like that? You're playing these club shows in these intimate club room settings is it a different feeling for you do you approach it the exact same way you would as a as a stadium gig uh pretty much and it is a different feeling you know i guess this tour which has been the uk the us australia bit of europe is more kind of cementing the fact that this is an actual thing that's kind of happening Mm. um rather than something that's just like straight up on dsps and i do like one gig in london Mm. Um, yeah I think it was about getting out and about and kind of getting into like sweaty clubs and getting people excited for it is there anything that you kind of realise doing something like that like do you miss the grind 
of doing these club shows and kind of having not essentially it's like to earn the fans respect but like say this is a new thing that I'm doing you've got to kind of start again um, yeah I don't know I don't feel like it's a grind I mean we've the, the other three guys in the band are like just outrageous musicians and we're all really close and um, I just feel kind of very supported by them and I feel like we've got the show to a level now where I just get up and smash it out mm. and that's I guess the way that it's been for me as a on stage person for a while now I just kind of I guess it is kind of the same every night mm. You know, you it is just get up and absolutely rage it out. You seem pretty relaxed in general. I mean, was this something you were nervous about even bringing up to your friends or family or the Wombats, even the, the band members? Was this... Um, no, not, not scared. I mean, the guys have done stuff, you know, before on their own. And, you know, I'm more... This, I guess the scariest bit is kind of um you know people just thinking it is a solo project or a side project was which it is but you know for me it's just a new venture and a new a new project mm. and and um something that you know i'm really excited about and i think is gonna do really well so do you have immediate short-term long-term goals for love fame tragedy um no, just do the show tonight and then the next day is the next day and uh, you know I'm I've, all the hard work's been done in terms of all the writing and stuff and now it's just about kind of putting it out there and see if people like it mm. it's pretty cool to consider that you're doing this right now but what eight weeks ago you were touring with a band called the Rolling Stones yeah ever heard of them idiots <laughs> um, you need to tell me about how this happened um, well Mick Jagger like put up a song uh, put up a a video of him dancing to techno fan kind of, I think shortly after he got out of a pretty um, serious mm. surgery and um, that kind of went viral and then our US agent hit up theirs and then they offered us the whole tour and then that changed because they were like uh, they wanted different bands for each support slot so we just did the New York show and yeah we ended up all meeting up in like Manhattan and doing a gig at the MetLife Stadium with the Rolling Stones and like hanging out with Keith Richards and Mick Jagger and it was really weird and <laughs> Keith Richards like blessed my daughter. Seriously? Yeah. Not not I mean he just like walked up to her and kind of like stroked her on the side of the face and I was like <laughs> you're just being blessed by Keith Richards love. Do you get a lot of FaceTime with those guys because I imagine it'd be quite daunting. You don't want to be that dick who's like hey guys I'm a big fan can you sign all of these things? Like you want to look kind of cool, right? Yeah, we didn't do that, but Mick invited us down to kind of come and hang out with him. Af. Was he the? Yeah, it was before we played our show, mm. and he was just so nice. And um, yeah, does he talk about music, or does he just want to chat to you? Oh God, we just talked like about a load of crap, really. Mm. Um, <laughs> mainly talking about like how hard it is to do two hour long gigs and like <laughs> I was like I mean we do 90 minutes and I'm dead yeah. like you're X years old and you're playing for two hours and you're actually dancing all over the place like you're a that's you're, a lot of energy you're a madman the, the Cure do like three and a half but Robert's probably not dancing as much as Mick yeah he dances still yeah <laughs> three and a half hours it's a long old gig I mean that. it was it was like 
plus three hours when I saw them in 2016. They played Splendor. Yeah. 2016, 2017. I, I saw them in Toronto once and it was pretty long. I, I, I'm not, not sure three-hour gigs is the way to go, really. When you've got that many songs, though. Yeah. <laughs> right now, he's thinking out loud. He can't <laughs> see what he's doing. Um, so, what's the plan for 2020? I mean, the obvious question is, once you finish this run with Love, Fame, Tragedy, do you go back to writing with this? Do you go back to the Wombats? Uh, do you know yet? Yeah, Dan and Todd are coming to LA in November, so mm-hmm. we've, we've already got five new songs the next album. Um not that all five are going to be on it and we'll get some more together and, but still next year I'll be doing writing for the Wombats and for this and I know we're doing more UK touring and hopefully getting back here in the winter or uh, yeah there's it's talk of winter several winter. support kind of vibes as well yeah your winter yeah the interesting thing as well with Love, Fame, Tragedy came at quite an interesting time. As you mentioned, you are now a father. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, that's a pretty big honour. Probably more so that Keith blessed her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> has that changed the way you approach music for both projects? Um, well, yeah, in the kind of roundabout way that it's definitely changed me as a person. And um, what, does that, what does that mean exactly? Because I know a lot of new fathers, like I'm a new uncle, so congratulations okay. to me. And they say like, it, it completely changes you. What, I mean, I started saying words, but like, what exactly is it that flips everything around? I think that the kind of, all your priorities kind of get shifted back, or they get, kind of get funneled back in towards the home life. For me, I've never been like, never a home bunny. Like I've always wanted to like, get out, get on tour, write, get smashed, do loads of crazy things. But really all I would be doing was trying to hide the fact that I'm, I couldn't really deal with home life, whether it was when I was a kid or with girlfriends or even when my wife and I first started living together. Whereas now it's like this kind of amazing thing, which is more important to me than being successful, I guess. Mm. But I still love being on the road. Like, but both of them can go hand in hand. But it's it's now like I get excited to go home mm. because there's this ridiculous little person who looks like me <laughs> and like two crazy dogs. And I've kind of feel like with the arrival of Dylan, we've really created this whole like well, it's a family, isn't it's it? A like family, this, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's um, it's a, it's kind of exciting and yeah, has repurposed. Uh, me in some ways did you, is repurposing even a word I don't know did you expect that or as much as it has I'm no, sure you expect it no fine. I was just freaking out wondering what was going to happen mm. um, yeah I didn't expect is there any part of the job that you wish you didn't have to do the job of being a father <laughs> or the job of being job a, of being a father I really love changing nappies no, or diapers why it's, saw, it's so I saw my sister-in-law do it and it was like a horror show it's so cool though it's like when she has a huge blowout I'm like <laughs> fully I'm like so happy for it I'm like I love you so much thank you for like crapping all over your mother like that is <laughs> that is hilarious and I love you forever just for that so come on let's get you cleaned up yeah I don't know why I, I absolutely love it hopefully yeah. it's not an issue do you think is, is you're going to get to a point where you want to bring her on the road that's Tesla not Tesla by the way <laughs> Do you think you'll want to bring her on the road eventually? I mean, is there a certain age you're not allowed to bring babies? I'm not informed well, she, on babies, if you can't tell. Well, she came to the Stones gig, so if she can do that, I reckon. Yeah, I, I don't know if, if she'd want to be on like a month-long mm. 
middle of US kind of tour, but um, yeah, we're definitely going to get her out to gigs and stuff. Does that make you want to tone things back? Because as I mentioned, the Wombats are very successful. You guys have reached a point where you essentially can do, do whatever you want. Do you think you'll dial back a bit or do you think you, because of where the Wombats are at, you have to keep going? It doesn't feel like we can do whatever we want. I don't think we've ever rested on our laurels. Maybe that's one of the reasons why we've done all right. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's a big question that I probably shouldn't answer right now, but um, it really depends how well Love, Fame, Tragedy does and is received and whether it's now, you know, 50-50 or what, I don't know what, I don't know, I don't know what I'll do. It, it, it depends. I mean, but I just know that my head is fully in this for probably at least another nine months but I will still be writing yeah. for Wombats how do you know the difference between what you're writing for um, I don't know let's <laughs> guess see which which project needs the best songs the most yeah I mean is is Love Fame Tragedy like a good outlet for you in the sense that like let's just say I mean the EP has obviously been received really well fans love it if there was a world where everyone hated this and hated what you were doing would you care or has this just been a cool outlet for you to do something else? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I probably would care if everyone thought it was shit. Mm. Um, well, I, I would care if all the fans thought it was shit. Um, but it doesn't seem like they, they do. So, mm. yeah. I guess in my head, maybe I'm thinking I'm going to do two albums, whether people love it or loathe it, and then take it from there. Yeah. That's really exciting, man. We're really stoked to have you back. Dude, thank you so much for coming by. Congratulations on Love, Fame, Tragedy. Thank you. Uh, we really love what we're hearing and we hope to hear more. Thanks so much. Thanks thank for having me. Thanks, man. Thank you. That's our show. Thank you again for listening to this episode. And if you want to hear more episodes of The Green Room on the Handshake Media Network, check it out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And don't forget to subscribe and review. We'll see you all next week.